The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction can and will contain explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is highly advised. On this episode, uh, if you're hearing this, it's too late because this episode is intended to be a... um, inventory episode in a sense so if you're hearing this is either because we felt the episode was too dope to not have come out at, at, a, at a normal kick or because somebody was late either myself or any of the other myriad of co-hosts on the true stories based on fiction network uh, but this is the great talk that we're gonna have this episode with a very special guest host um so with that enjoy the following episode SBOF the podcast. This is Evan, the third host, and I am joined uh, um, by a special guest. Well, not really a special guest, one of the OG members of the podcast. I'm going to do a special uh, inventory episode of TSBOF. That's True Stories Based on Fiction. I'm joined by Randy tonight. How's it going, bro? What up, man? Nothing much. Um, oh, if we're, if we're doing if we're doing it this way, let, let's let's kick it off old school. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to True Stories Based on Fiction. I am one of your hosts, Randy. With me, as always, is... Evan, the third host. There you do go. that way better than I do. You do, do way See? better than I do. See? <laughs> That's what the show's missing. <laughs> um, but right before we got on the line, um, before all of the uh, mishaps I had with the technology, I just ordered my tickets for WWE Wrestling for a February 10th. I'm in a uh, lower section one row F, which I think is the second row of that first up front uh, section. Let's see. I think I think my wife booked Great Wolf Live for that weekend. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I know they're going to be in uh, Detroit Friday night, though. Yeah. Um, friend to the show, uh, Derek Dooley said that that's where he's going uh, yep. with his boys. Yep. Um, so that is a perfect segue because today we are going to go down our, and this is a show that we've been talking about for quite some time now, but we're going to go, oh, and we are joined by Brian on this episode because I don't think Brian has ever watched, uh, what the, what the, uh, topic of the show is going to be about. So this yeah. is kind of in the, um, in the mail you of, um, the other show on the, tr- uh, the true stories based on fiction podcast network, in no particular order where, uh, my co-host Dave Mack and I typically give a top five list of our, and it's typically, it pertains to rap culture, things like that. And we give our top five uh, choice for for whatever the topic is that week in no particular order. But we're going to flip that and do an episode of True Stories Based on Fiction tonight, where Randy and I are going to talk about our top five favorite wrestlers in no particular order. In no particular order. Because like, when you rank them and shit, that's just too much. Yeah. I don't do all that ranking. 
are we, how are we basing this top five? Are we just basing on like pure wrestling? Are we looking overall or most entertaining or? Um, overall, because on my list that I've compiled, some of them I've only seen like one or two of the actual matches, but okay. but they're still in there because of, of the impact on the whole, on the wrestling culture. So, okay. However you want to do it. I'm down with that. Do, do you want to kick off the list? Uh, yes. Uh, as a right. matter of fact, you can go first. Go first. Okay. My first pick has got to be just for nostalgia reasons only. And because when I started watching, this guy was the champ. Uh, Brett, the Hitman Hart. Okay. Okay. Brett Hart is not a bad choice. Yeah. Kind of a... I met him once. He was kind of a weird dude, but... I can see, uh, yeah, because he, he still has that long, stringy hair that's thinning in 2018. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, when did you meet him? I think it was, uh, he had his book come out after his brother died and okay. after the WCW stuff, and I just went and got an autograph. He didn't really say anything. He was probably just like, kind of annoyed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. but Yeah, the things I do for money. Yeah. Like Vince McMahon killed my brother and yeah. Vince Russo. Aside from all that stuff, like watching when I was a kid, he was always the underdog, and he had his five moves of doom, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was always fun just watching his matches because you're used to those big guys just going around punching and kicking each other and dropping a leg, and then you actually have like guys like him and Shawn Michaels that were actually out there putting on decent matches. Yeah, um, because they and uh, Brett was one of my brother's favorite wrestlers. If he, if he were on this show, he'd probably put Brett in there. And mm-hmm. um, Brett and Sean started at the time right after the steroid trial, to where Vince was trying to have a different image of the uh, of the company that wasn't yep. just like big guys. Yep. And, and Brett had some amazing matches, man. He, uh, he he was definitely the excellence of execution. Then when he turned heel and when he was a, a baby face in, in Canada and a heel in America, perfect storyline. Yep. No, those were definitely the uh, the days there. Oh, and for those for those in the audience who, who don't know all the uh, the terms that we're using, could probably use a lot of inside terms. Um, the the faces or baby faces are like the good guys you root for. The heels are the guys you root against, so good guys and bad guys. Uh, although in um, the era that we kind of came up in, that line was kind of... It's kind of blurred a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of blurred a little bit. Um, but yeah, but... Oh, um, how did you feel about Brett when he went to WCW wrestling? I, you still wanted him to be... You know, the guy who was in WWE, you still wanted to be successful, but I just don't think he was quite the same guy at that point. I, just, I don't think I don't think they used him yeah. quite as well. They didn't know kind of what they were doing with him, but I don't, I don't think he was. It just didn't seem like he was happy to be there. Was it because he would wrestle with demons or... Be, or- Adrian kind of saying shadows. before. <laughs> oh. It was wrestling with shadows. Wrestling with shadows. Or because you think it was more so like his bad booking. He definitely had terrible booking. It was it was terrible booking. I just thought the the thing was around that time I know WCW kinda of was trying to bring in more stars for their Thursday night show. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons yes. why they uh why they brought him in. And I don't know I don't know if it's just I mean they could have did a lot since with the with the screw job stuff, 
kind of a built-in storyline. They tried to, man, because uh, they had it. Uh, I think it was Hogan versus either Sting or Ric Flair, and um, they had a a ref who was kind of like a, a NWO referee. And then, mm-hmm. like the storyline was supposed to be that, like the rap, the ref was going to do a soul count. Okay, because Brett was doing commentary on this match, and Brett was kind of like a, a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. And um, the storyline at that point, I don't think he'd wrestled in the ring yet for WCW, though. I think he, he was kind of he was just kind of around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was going to be the, the, his big storyline to get like uh, like a lot of heat. So yeah, yeah. so uh, that. Uh, the referee was supposed to do a slow count when someone pinned Hogan. I think it was Sting, and he was gonna mm. jump in, kick the referee's ass, and like he would do like a, uh, he would take over being a ref and say, "I'm not gonna let this happen again." And Calgary, Alberta, Canada. But plot twist, like the ref did like a normal count. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I know, they, they he was supposed to do a fast count rather, and he did a normal count. And then Brett walked in and, st- and stopped him anyway. So Brett looked like a dick. Yep. <laughs> At that point, they should have kept turning me. Yeah. <laughs> Screw and Sting. Because him and Sting had the same finisher anyway. Yep. The uh, what Sting call his? Scorpion Scorp- Deathlock. Scorpion Deathlock. Yep. And Brett was the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Yeah, but um, so following that segue, uh, the perfect one for me to start with would be his uh, his ill-fated brother Owen Hart. Especially when everyone else went to WCW and he stayed at a WWF. Yeah. He, he turned to Amazing Hill. What about me? <laughs> he, he I'm, not a, <laughs> I'm not, not a nugget. I'm not a nugget. Come on, that nugget. With the caution tape. Yeah, with the, yeah, man. And then um, when, he had some good storylines. And in my opinion, he was a better wrestler than, than Brett. I think so, too. Um, at first he didn't have the charisma, but everyone leaving him, leaving him stay and gave him a chance to shine being like mm-hmm. the last beacon of, of the heart foundation. Then he changed his costume. And then, uh, I think he, he, he didn't he join the nation of domination for a while. Yeah. Yeah, he did. This <laughs> is just hilarious. Yeah. That was, that was his caution tape disc. Yes. Him and the rock. Yeah. Yeah. And, and didn't he tag with someone else like right before he uh, passed? Uh, Jeff like Jarrett. A, yes, yeah, yeah, that was a great tag team. Mm-hmm. He he came into his own, and then um, then he went to the uh, all blue blazer, and then it went downhill from there. Yep. But uh, I'm just finding out now that like the blue blazer was like his gimmick from uh, back in like the late mid '80s, I believe. So it was when yeah. when. When I was a kid watching, I was like, why is he doing this stupid-ass fucking mass blue blazer bullshit? But then it, I didn't know that it all tied into, like, his past. It was, it was meta. Yeah. <laughs> Until a fucking Vince Russo murdered him. Um, speaking of which, oh, God. I saw, um, excuse me, just last night I saw um, the promo, the shoot promo. So a shoot, for those who don't know, a shoot is when something isn't necessarily part of the show. They're shooting from the hip. Sometimes, especially in these days, a shoot is, is typically a work. A work meaning something that's part of the uh, character. Um, but I saw the quote-unquote shoot interview, I mean shoot promo. Uh, promo is short for promotion, for those in who aren't in the know. <laughs> of um, 
What's his face? Uh, the guy that we met, a friend of the show, R.I.P., Roddy Roddy Piper, uh, uh, when he went to uh, Titties Nash Wrestling and did like his promo on a Vince Russo, then Vince Russo came out in the ring and then like got all the Vince Russo face. You killed my cousin Owen! Why'd you do it? Then Vince, Vince Russo looked hurt. <laughs> I felt bad for the guy because he looked like he was hurting when he said that. You killed my cousin Owen! Why'd you do it? I remember that promo. You do? Now, do you have any inside info on, on whether or not that was a real shoot or that was part of the show? I don't know on that one. I, I'm sure, I'm guessing it was part of the show, especially if Russo was involved at the time. It's TNA, I know Russo was writing a lot around, yeah. around that stuff. And I remember Roddy wasn't in TNA too long. I think he was only there for... I think that was only that was yeah. the only appearance because uh, yeah, I said he only made like a couple appearances because like the, the story was that um, he came there like to talk about his book that he wrote, but mm-hmm. he didn't say one word about his book. He showed a picture from it. He said, "I am supposed to be here to talk about my book, but I have a question for you, titties and ass wrestling. <laughs> Why is Vince Russo here? He killed my cousin, and then our." It, is Owen his play cousin, or, or I doubt that they're blood relatives, being Canadian and Irish. It, it's, I know it's some. I know Roddy did some training with Stu and them. I don't know how, if the, how the, if their bloodlines crossed at all anywhere. I mean, hell, Stu could have or Roddy could have married into the family. I don't know. Because uh, Roddy was married quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, do you think that, okay, and then for those who don't know, uh, what we're kind of talking about here is when uh, one of my top five in no particular order, Owen Hart, uh, was he, he had his gimmick as a blue blazer, and then one of his gimmicks was to ride from the uh, from Raptors down to the ring because he was like a superhero type fucking lucidor character. But that went horribly wrong, and basically on live pay-per-view, uh, his shit didn't go right. Like his rig uh, malfunctioned and he fell from like very high up in the air and died in the ring. And then um, Jim Ross came back on like, I just want you all to know that Owen Hart has passed on. He fell during a malfunction in his rig. But now back to the wrestling action. (laughs) So (laughs) to that point, do you think that they should have kept going with the show or should they have ended it? Uh, I, from a personal standpoint, I say end it, but from a business standpoint, I could see why they went on. Um, that's, that's a tough call. Honestly. Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, but from a business standpoint, uh, they already got their money. (laughs) (laughs) But then they're going to cancel the show early and then you're going to have refunds. (laughs) Says who? <laughs> That's an act of God or and or Satan that killed him. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but we... well, I mean, they, so, so they already saw a death at that point during the show. <laughs> I mean, those kids had to be traumatized. Hey. If, if, if anybody was there live, the TV they panned up right away because I know yeah. when, I, when the WWE Network, the first pay per view that a lot of people went to mm-hmm. to go uh, see was that was that pay per view. Really? Yeah. That, that's weird but I mean 
Yeah, as you were saying, though, I see both sides of it. Uh, but I probably would have ended the show, and then if I had a good people like the money back who complained vigorously, then I probably would to say fuck it. But yeah. uh, apparently, Davy Boy Smith said because I think he was here tonight. Him or some other close friend of Owen said that he would have wanted the the show to continue, which is probably true because he comes from a wrestling family. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the you always have the show must go on mentality. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're around it as often as they are. Now, this will tie both of our first entries together. Were you hurt when Brett went back after after like the Montreal screw job and when uh Vince slash when Vince McMahon and Vince Russo, the two Vinces that just clicked in my mind, um when they killed his brother, would you have gone back or how, how do you feel about Brett going back? To WWE or WCW or just back at all? Uh, WWE. Cause he, he he came back for like for some kind of appearance, didn't he? He came back and did the Hall of Fame and then had nothing to do with it. And then he made did an appearance at WrestleMania with his family um, and had a match with Vince. What was the one where uh, I saw him in a uh, shine in the ring and they shook hands? That was that was just an appearance on Raw after so he, he came back. So he's come back. He, well, he's made several appearances like in the last ten years or so. Yeah, yeah. Then that was mostly just a break, uh, build up to the match with Vince at that time. Him and him and Sean bearing the hatchet because they had that Sean and Brett DVD too. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen that, where they they sat down and did an interview together about everything and it was actually it's a really good uh documentary if you haven't seen it is that the one where sean admitted that he knew yeah all the years of lying yeah i know what you did hunter yeah no it was was both of them yeah sean knew (laughs) he admitted to brett and then yeah brett had a terrible match with vince at wrestlemania and uh it's his defense, I mean, Brett had, had had a stroke already. He's not; it wasn't the same person that he was. Was it that you know? Previously, I mean, he wasn't, man, he wasn't gonna be the same Brett. He it wouldn't be like Shawn Michaels coming back to the ring, which is also a debacle. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like if you had all of his animosity for this man, who were were uh, all of his lies basically destroyed your life afterwards, mm-hmm. then, uh. If there's a possibility, I mean, I would kind of hold that company responsible for my brother's death if they oh, yeah. didn't have the proper rigging. So I, I personally, for no amount of money, could step foot in in, in that company again for any reason. No. So it kind of hurt my heart that he came back. Yeah, you gotta remember though, he saw Vince as kind of like a father figure too. Well, his father fucked him over. I know. His father killed his blood, his brother, and lied to him. Hey man, his father beat the crap out of all of his brothers. True. <laughs> yeah, so he, so like he's used to it. Man. Yeah, oh, his two hearts stretched them all, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Brett, I, I, I know I promised you two hundred million over twenty years, but I just can't honor it. Oh, um, you should sign with WCW. No, Vince, I'll take less. No, sign for WCW. Vince, I'll take the same. No, 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 sign with WCW. <laughs> I don't want you, Brett. Because I think the rumor was Vince had signed him for 20 mil. 
Yeah, yep. Uh, that was on either Wrestling with Shadows or something else that I saw. Cause yeah, and then, then, then Vince couldn't pay him. Yep. Allegedly couldn't pay him. Allegedly. But now, but now that we... uh, The cool shit about shit that happened when we were kids is the fact that now everything, all of the behind-the-scenes shit is coming out. Like, And, and that, that's the beauty of YouTube. Mm-hmm. You see all the behind-the-scenes shit. Um, all right, so, so we talk about the Hart Brothers. Who is your second pick? If we're if we're going for for all around, uh-huh. I gotta go with I gotta go with the Rock. Okay, respectable choice. I mean, because if we're if we're going for all around, I mean, I, I personally didn't really care for him that much. Really? Um, he he was all right. Even back then, like like even back like I, when I started watching it, I remember seeing the vignettes and seeing them like do the shoulder breaker, and I'm like, oh sweet, shoulder breakers. I, I like that finish; it's kind of cool. You don't see it that often anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, then he came out. He was this the 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 squeaky clean baby face. I'm Rocky Maivia. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Third then generation. He's like his second or third match, he won the Intercontinental Title off Triple yeah. H. Um. And then, then it was die, Rocky, die all day. Yep. <laughs> Having matches against, like, the Sultan and, you know, all those guys. Um, and then, like, w- what I liked back then was they weren't afraid to to take somebody. Because once he found the Rock character, the people embraced it, people loved it. Yep. But then they still kept him a heel. He and he was, that was probably the most entertaining thing, like, yeah. ever. Like, he embraced the Die, Rocky, Die. He he just started, like, embracing what the fans were doing. And then, like, the fans loved him. And then the, he's like, no, fuck you. Remember Die, Rocky, Die? Yeah. <laughs> like, I still don't like you people. <laughs> probably the first instance of a wrestler, uh, of a wrestler, taking the crowd feedback and then owning it that I can yeah. recall. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I, was, I think between him and probably another one that'll show up on this little stone cold, Steve Austin. I mean, they, they were guys that listened to the crowd mm-hmm. and, and responded back to the crowd. And, and that's really what, what made them entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, when Rocky Maivia became the rock and joining the nation of domination. It was a great faction for him to join. It was a great storyline. And then, um, when the nation was beefing with, I believe DX or the, or the heart foundation, or maybe mm-hmm. all three factions had heat. It, it, that's right. When I, that's right. When I was watching every week and like, it, I lived and breathed fucking wrestling. And it was a good time. Cause like nation was, uh, and, and initially, they were all the outcast kind of because it had like uh, Crush was in there and some other Anglo-Saxon gentlemen. Well, Savio Vega. Yeah, Savio Vega. Then they went exclusively black dudes. Yeah, then... I think they had Clarence, Clarence yeah, Mason. Yeah, Clarence Mason. <laughs> I have a Clarence Mason action figure. <laughs> they, they made a Clarence Mason action yeah, figure? Yeah, I still got it. <laughs> it's like one of his arms is like just stuck on the side. The other one is just pointing up. With, uh, <laughs> with one finger. I forgot about Clarence Mason. <laughs> oh shit! 
Then they had the they had the rap group there when they started PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen, who are also Anglo-Saxon gentlemen, but they then were. They went straight black supremacists for fucking D'Lo Brown, and then they went back around and let Owen Hart join. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When yeah, they they did the black supremacists with D'Lo and uh, Farouk and Ron Simmons. Ron, yeah, yep, damn. <laughs> um, had comma, their yeah, Papa Shango, they did. They did have the pa- Godfather, yeah. whatever what you want to call him. By then, yeah, he was going by. I I think he was going by comma, comma Mustafa. At yes, the time. yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. He had a lot of characters, man. Yeah, longevity. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he eventually became the Godfather. Yep. Um. And then even in that faction, yeah, because it had a great storyline with all those guys, too, because then they kind of break off from a Farouk, and then, like, The Rock took over, and then, like, yeah, the whole group yeah, just, uh... The, the big scene was, uh, like, Farouk was, had the nation in the ring, he was messing with The Rock, and finally, like, The Rock had enough, he turned around, gave the eyebrow, and then the, the nation turned on him, turned on Farouk. Yep, 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 yep. And I had no idea that uh, this is a tangent that that we're known for. Uh, that uh, the Farouk, aka Ron Simmons, was a he was a face at WCW. I had no idea. He and people loved he, him then. He was the first Black World Champion. Yep. But people loved him. Like he, he came mm-hmm. out like the crowd went berserk. Yep. Um, do you know why he went to um, WWF? Um, probably Vince paid him more money. And he's, you know what? We're going to call you Farouk. We're going to call you Farouk and dress you in a fucking gladiator outfit. Gladiator outfit. And, and then team, have... Team you with Sonny. Yeah. And Sonny hated it because uh, he's a black man and Sonny doesn't like black people, apparently. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but... Like, right... A whole episode on just Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny was... Hot. How Sonny played my uh, how, how she played my kind of kind of honorable mention. Uh, no gimmicks needed. Chris Candido. Yeah, he's not on my list, but uh, but uh, I was bridging off Sonny because uh, the, the cool thing about him at ECW, I'm not sure about him as part of, of the Body Diamonds in the terrible '90s gimmick era, but at ECW, his gimmicks is just him rambling on unintelligibly, but so intense. I'm a Chris Candido. I liked Chris Candido in ECW. Yeah, he was great. Badass. Triple threat. Yep, him, Bam Bam, and Shane. Mm-hmm. Good fucking times. Um, all right. Um, where do, where do I want to go next? Yeah, what's what's next on here? You going controversial? I will go controversial. Uh, so my next one's going to be one of my favorite wrestlers since the WCW days, but he 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 got to his apex and also his biggest downfall. At uh, WWF, Chris Benoit, the Canadian oh. Crippler. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I can respect the choice. You have to separate the art from the artist. That's true. <laughs> I can't comment on what he did in his personal life to his family. Terrible tragedy. But in terms of in that wrestling ring, he was one of the best. Now, what he lacked in charisma, he made up for in pure technical ability for wrestling. 
he got on that top rope and did them headbutts, was probably uh, contributed to what happened to him ultimately. And um, the Crippler crossface was my favorite um, of finishing moves. When he got all roided up with Vince, he, he was amazing. Like, he, he, he was one of the most physical wrestlers that I've ever seen. The Crippler crossface is a very powerful maneuver if you. It can, if you wrench back in somebody's neck and then just let go. You'll kill them. Yeah, well, yeah, that creates a force where their face just slams against the freaking floor. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he would hop on a steel cage and, and headbutt you and miss. And hit his almost every time. Almost, almost every time. Every, if he was, if Chris Benoit was on the steel cage and did the headbutt, he was going to miss. Guaranteed. Yep. That's why I don't want to see Daniel Bryan become the new Chris Benoit because he he had used that same kind of style. I don't know if he's still using it now that he's back from concussion land, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be very careful with that style. Yeah. And he, Benoit took a lot of chair shots to the head, too. A lot. Yeah, because in those days there were a lot of chair shots, too. Like, unprotected yeah. ones, too. No, yeah, unprotected, totally. If if there's anybody about selling the business and, like, making sure the business stayed kayfabe, it was Chris Benoit with yep. how he did his moves in the ring. Mm-hmm. He will take those hits, man. Yes. In terms of a, a, of a rational artiste, he's one of the best. Because um, in his matches... I never really saw anything that looked like it was a botch besides when he misses a headbutt, which he probably put in there. Like, you know what? I'm going to miss the headbutt off the steel cage five times in this match. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen him hit the headbutt. Maybe a couple times. <laughs> Maybe a couple right. times against Kurt Angle. And then <laughs> Kurt Angle would do the same shit where he'd go for the moonsault and miss. Yep. You're probably right, man. Um, but so he gave everything to the ring, which is unfortunate because of what it did to him mentally. Um, but definitely one of my best, uh, uh, wrestlers. And then like when, when he also, um, he, uh, he, he embraces, um, his gimmick with the whole toothless aggression. Cause he didn't have any teeth because of all his years of getting hit in the head. Mm-hmm. He, he wore t-shirts saying toothless aggression. He, <laughs> he bought into it. That's just amazing. Yeah, it was, it was it was something. I liked him though. Yeah, but um, you, you you have to separate the art from the artist, kind of like Michael Jackson. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly like Michael Jackson. Well, not exactly, more like um, Phil Hartman's wife. Did she, did she have? Does she have art? <laughs> she was an actress. Was she? Yeah, she was um. When Phil Hartman left uh, Saturday Night Live, he he was purporting that he was going to do a show with his wife, Brent, a sitcom. But uh, then when the studios uh, saw her acting and said, nah, bruh, this shit ain't hidden. Do a news radio instead. Yeah. But separate the art from the artist. I'm sure that Brent was an amazing actress, R.I.P. Um... So that's probably the most controversial one on the list because I still don't agree. Now, let me ask you this. On the WWE Network, if there's any uh, Raw episodes or WCW episodes or pre-reviews with Chris Benoit on it, 
do they skip those matches or what? Um, they used to scrub them. Some of them they couldn't because, like, I mean, if you look at WrestleMania 20, he was the main event. Oh. Um, I haven't really went back and watched a whole lot just to, to see, honestly. That would be, like, a lot of work because, like, not even on his matches, but what if you're talking about him on something? Coming up next, we got Chris Van Wilder, Canadian Crippler. He's going to be fighting his buddy, Eddie Guerrero. Well, a lot of it, I know that they had to go through and change a lot of the theme music. Yeah. Because they didn't have rights to the theme music, so it, it can get awkward watching, like, old Nitros, and you're definitely not hearing the same songs that you would have. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with ECWs. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I've been going through ECW weekly from the first pay-per-view, the first live pay-per-view, because uh, Cyber, whatever the fuck, had two years of pay-per-views that weren't live, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but since the first live pay-per-view, I'm, I'm still in that first year. But yeah, every other wrestler has their theme music for the show as their interest music, and it's irritating. Because you're not going to get the rights to Enter Sandman and Welcome to the Jungle and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And walk. <laughs> it's very off-putting. Um, all right, who is your... This is your third? Yeah, who's your third entry? Third. Um, shit. Gonna have to go... I'm gonna say Rand Savage. Wow, Okay. I didn't think you'd go there, but I, I can't be mad at that. For one, Brother. I like his name. <laughs> of course. Um, to, just, just just his facials and like how fucking crazy he came off. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was actually crazy or not. He was crazy about um, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for damn sure. Don't mess with Miss Elizabeth. And then, I mean, he he kind of brought that new style too. his match with uh, Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three. Like that, that that's often the most commented on as one of the first actual wrestling matches that took place at a WrestleMania and showcased that, that style. Yeah. And what I've always liked, what I've always, well not always, but what I like about him now is as an adult seeing like the background stories was the fact that Vince wanted him to stop wrestling and put him on commentary. He said, no, nah, I got like another five, six years left. So he left. Yep. And I'm not sure if he left with Hogan or prior to Hogan, but then. Hogan went first. Okay. Then like he went to WCW, had another probably eight years yep. of being a pretty good dominant that, wrestler. That, top guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because Vince was wrong as fuck. Mm-hmm. And he, in my opinion now. The NWO saved Hogan at WCW because uh, I saw I saw like a video on his first uh, from storyline with uh, Kevin uh, Sullivan on that shit and it was terrible. But There's, the Hogan was getting booed at yeah. WCW uh, just because the fans down there they I mean they really liked Flair. Mm-hmm. Flair was their guy, and then Hogan came in and for the beginning there was all the hype around Hogan, but at the time when I think '96. Is when NWO started? Yeah, yeah. Um, When he came out, like, Hogan was already getting booze at that point anyway. 
So it, it made sense to make it him that guy. Sense. Yep. But originally, he it wasn't going to be him though. Yep. At first, it would be Brett. Oh, it was actually going to be Sting. Really? Yeah. I had heard. I haven't heard like the. Uh, yeah. Sting Sting, stories. sting uh, when because Ho- Hogan first said no. Because Hogan just always wanted to be Babyface Hogan. Um, mm-hmm. But well, as the story goes, I think I saw it in one of the NWO documentaries. It was going to be Sting. Of course, Sting hadn't, didn't want to do any of that shit. Right. Um, so Hogan actually, just towards the end, saw that money train. He's like, oh, that's slow enough for me to still hop on. Mm-hmm. So, so once, once Hogan got on, that was they were off to the races. They they both made the best choices ultimately because Sting had a, one of the best storylines in my opinion ever when that shit happened because they, they thought Sting was gonna uh, betray uh, like WW I mean WCW but he didn't but everyone thought he did so he, he felt like he had nobody so then he just started fucking being like the crows they popping up in the corners and the, and the Raptors and shit because uh, everybody turned their back on him threw his hair out dyed it black put that jacket on had that bat started fucking motherfuckers up yep. But um, Randy Savage also, I I would say he definitely leveled up. With, he's one of the few wrestlers. He's one of the few wrestlers, in my opinion, who leveled up when they went to WCW. Because most of the time, they did not level up. No, most of the time it was, it was, it was flat and just trash. But yeah, no, Randy Savage. He found he found his Macho Madness character there. Yes. Um, and he just completely ran with it. And then I think, I think he joined the NWO Wolfpack for a while. And that's when Sting and Luger and all of them joined up as well. When, when the entire roster was on a, a, some version of yeah. the NWO? Yeah, there was NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack. I, yeah. I, I preferred the Wolfpack. I did too. Sweet! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it had, um... Then they left but came back with like black and silver. Yeah. This is so fucking a great concept that was stolen from, uh, I think, from New Japan or the, the All Japan. But they just ran into the fucking ground. Just like DX. Yeah. Well, even in New Japan, New Japan today is still pretty much all factions. Everybody's got their own faction that they're associated with. Factions to me are cool. Mm-hmm. But, but the factions of NWO. And DX has got old and tired because you can't be a sixty-five-year-old man talking about suck it. No, not no, not anymore. And fucking dick and fart jokes. It, it got old as fuck. Yep. But Macho no. Man, um, did Macho Man did did he get the belt at WCW? Did he did he what? Did he get the belt? At one point in time, I think he won World War Three, which was like their their big three ring battle royal. Oh yeah, that piece of shit. Yeah, WCW cannot have a good pay per view to save their phone. No, line. no. All, all their concepts are trash. I like the War Games, but War Games was and WWE doesn't now. Bro, and and well, for their NXT, their developmental brand does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two rings together, a, re- a huge, huge cage around it, around both rings, and it's yeah, you got two teams fighting. I just watched one the other night from WCW. It was NWO versus 
I think it was the Horsemen or WCW or however they were doing it. Mm-hmm. And like Sting was the fourth guy, but he was also the fourth guy for the NWO because <laughs> they had the fake Sting. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, he's with us. And then like the actual Sting comes out, beats everybody's ass. I think this is what that's when he started turning because everybody thought he was with the NWO yes. and he wasn't. So he came in, beat everybody's ass, and then just left. I'm like, oh, this, no, this, I miss, I miss this, uh, this kind of shit because you don't see yeah. it anymore. Um, what was WCW's? Uh, what was their WrestleMania? Starcade. It was, yeah, yeah, because Starcade was their first one, like back in there, yeah. uh, still like Jim Crockett promotions, right? Yeah, took place in de- December normally. And that was uh, that was normally their their joint. The only one that I can finally remember that they always spoke about was Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc was good, but depending on which one, because the 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 first few had like a spin the wheel, make the deal. Where they had to spin a wheel and like you'd have a different kind of match, but not not every match. They, they didn't always gimmick the wheel. Mm-hmm. So like you had a coal miners glove match. <laughs> so two guys went out and fought over a coal miners glove and to hit each other with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners. The beauty of wrestling. <laughs> also, I think it was Halloween Havoc that had a death match. Where they were gonna electrocute oh. a guy in the middle of the ring, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. But Kevin Sullivan. No, it wasn't Kevin Sullivan. He might have been in the match, but it was a uh, it was a it was a big dude that uh, is real chubby. Always used like uh, rails or the the ties, rail ties. As his weapon, a railroad spikes as his weapon. Um, oh fuck, I can't think of his name. He was in EC. He was in ECW too. He he went all over, but his, his matches were just the bloody extreme style. But they put him in a. He got they locked him in an electrocution chair, and uh-huh. I think it was Cactus Jack was supposed to throw the switch to electrocute him. Mm-hmm. Switch was already dropped down <laughs> when he got there, so. So Cactus put the switch back up, but then had to drop it back down. It's all on camera. <laughs> it was it was awful. Cactus Jack and W stuff. So that would be early nineties then. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there, I remember I've seen Cactus talk about. It. He's like, yeah, that was that was a train wreck. He's like, that whole match was a train wreck. But it's like he goes up to like I'm going up there to hit the switch, and the switch had already gone down. Somebody, at that point, you know, and it's not real. So, <laughs> so he's like, I had to fake put the switch back up and then put it back down, and it was just a mess. That sounds that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, wasn't Halloween Havoc also was the uh, legendary Hogan Warrior Two? Yeah. Where uh, Hogan was gonna burn him. Uh huh. With the flash paper. <laughs> and it didn't didn't quite work out how they wanted it. <laughs> that match was trash, too. I feel bad for WCW, man. The, the only good thing they had in their entire 
10 year history of being an actual WCW 10 mm-hmm. maybe 15 year the only good thing they had was um fucking NWO that's all they had yeah <laughs> everything yeah. they had in their entire 10 to 15 years was trash they had they they had good build ups to the matches but then they just couldn't deliver on some of those matches like Hogan mm-hmm. Sting that was the almost over a year long build up yeah and then it just it, it was not a great match. Failed to deliver. Because they, they because they put in that Bret Hart screwjob shit where mm-hmm. the referee fucked up. And then and then when Kevin Nash took over as a as Booker, it, it, they had a poke of doom. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just no. gave him the fuck. Well, it was no. they never really gave a fuck, but it's so fucking terrible. In hindsight, I see how terrible they were. No, they, they were trash. Right, I think I got time for one more wrestler because I gotta, gotta okay. grab my daughter. All right, so do you, you want to go back to back then? No, you can go. Okay, we'll go for right. one of yours. All right, so next we'll do uh, one of my favorites. I'm reading his auto, well, not his autobiography. I'm reading his his biography now. He got fucked over around by uh, around. He got fucked over a lot by um, WCW too. Brian Pillman. I like Brian Pillman. It's a good and n- not as a wrestler, because back when I saw him initially, he probably only did two matches because <laughs> his legs are so fucked up. Well, I, I used to watch him during his flying Brian days. I watch and, those matches uh, now. And part of the uh, the Hollywood Blonde. Hollywood Blonde. That's the best tag team that that I never saw back when he was a thing. But that's a great tag team. Oh yeah, no, they were they were a great team. I, I, I remember doing the uh, the little hand motion. Yeah, <laughs> Hollywood blind. What a great day to be a blind. <laughs> um, trying to imagine Stone Cold with the with the blonde hair back then. Yeah, too. It, it did not look great. And no. it, like, but this is based on, on his promos. This is based on um, his acting ability. This is based on him just being uh, having that loose cannon character. I mean, yeah, to where he put he, he made Vince Russo think. I mean, uh, Vince. Uh, he made uh, who's the WCW guy? No, the WCW guy. Uh, Eric Kevin, Bischoff. Kevin Sullivan. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. He he made him think that he was in. In on a joke, and he kind of was, but then he used that to parlay into a spot at WWF where he, he can get more money. And then he yeah. also played, he played all of the big federations against each other to, to get what he wanted. Then he got injured and then fucked his shit up, and then he died an untimely death. And now yeah. apparently his son is wrestling, and he has a mullet for some reason. Yeah, well, yeah, because Brian had a mullet. <laughs> when, he first flying, when he first flying, started, flying, flying Brian had a mullet. Um, yeah, his son is wrestling for Major League Wrestling, which is also with uh, Kevin Sullivan has something to do with it. So, really? yeah, they were. If you if you see anything on YouTube, you actually see uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, cutting promos with uh, I think Teddy Hart because they're trying to do like a new Hart Foundation type of thing. Oh. And um, uh, Kevin Sullivan, and Kevin Sullivan, like Kevin tries to to fuck with him. Um, but as you may know, then like the big, I respect you, Booker man. Kevin Sullivan. Yep. Kevin Sullivan claims that he was internet. 
Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I think that's just him saying it after the fact to save face, but he's yeah. saying that, uh, he, he, that he was in on it. Yeah. He probably, he, he could, uh, who knows back then, man, it, Brian Pillman was, uh, and on Nitro, they were le- kind of letting him get away with different stuff at that time. Yeah. It was, yeah. it wasn't, uh, it's not the scripted program that Monday Night Raw is today mm-hmm. where it's, I mean, they had their segment breakdowns and everything like that, but the wrestlers ultimately had a lot of say in what they actually said. And now, nowadays, it's absolutely not like that at all. So I, I would, I would, it would be interesting to see how much Brian Pelman could get away with today, in today's landscape. Um, but he was also pioneering the fact that he used the internet early on, 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 on like message boards to get his, his character across, and he also did a lot of, uh, um, he, he had a hotline and shit, mm-hmm. and um, then. When he fake got when he fake got fired from WCW and did a couple of shows at ECW, which he never wrestled at, he just did some promos. He uh, came to a WCW match, I mean, uh, taping and tried to hop on the ring when he was supposed to be fired. Everybody like, this guy's really crazy. He got fired two weeks ago. That's true. So for him just being a pioneer, uh, like he's definitely in my top five. No, um, I agree. But I think we did three and three, so like, that's kind of like a good place to end it then. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right. So, um, thank you for coming back to the show, Randy. So, uh, this is this is kind of sometime in 2019. But uh, as we record this, you were just on a Christmas spectacular. Yes, I was. So you're getting some dates in. So like you're kind of like uh, Pillman was back in the days to do a couple of dates here and there. Hey, I, I get my time, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You oh, have hopefully, a good... I'll, hopefully I'll have more time. Yeah, man. Hopefully. Um, all right, man. So we'll see you later. And until next time, we'll just be a couple of guys telling true stories based on fiction.